Before we get started today, I want to talk about seminars for 30 seconds. This is the last call for Calgary, our last planned seminar for 2016. It's October 15th. It's a very full day, about 12 hours, including brain wads, breakout groups, discussion, specific work on your business, and some inspirational stuff from us. But now what we've added is a very short primer course called Bedrock. When you award CEUs for CrossFit HQ credit, you have to pass a quiz, and now we do that. We give you a quiz at the end of the course, but before you even show up at the seminar, you get to go through a six-module mini-course. When we plan these seminars, our goal is to give you actionable knowledge that you can use on Monday, and that's why we do it all in one day now, so that you've got a travel day, but we also give you a lot of homework to do so that you can tailor the message to your specific gym and make it useful. I've been doing these seminars now for about five years. I think this is the best way for you to see a lot of value out of it. This particular seminar in Calgary has more than just me presenting. Two brain mentors, Jay Williams, Ken Andruco, Brian Alexander, will all be there with me guiding participants through some of the exercises and also taking their turn up on stage too. It's going to be a great time. We'll see you in Calgary. Let's think about your clients. And now I want you to imagine that you can only keep one in 10. My name is Chris Cooper and every week on this podcast, I try to ask one big question for you to think about over the weekend. I call it Food for Thought Fridays. And this one you're going to have to chew on. The question this week is, if you could keep one client out of every 10 that you have right now, who would they be? Think of names, picture faces, imagine not firing the nine, but keeping the one. Who would they be? What do these people have in common? What common attributes do they share? Objectively speaking, are they all blonde? Are they all deadlifting in the 500s? Are they all happy all the time? What makes these people one of your 10? A few months ago, I cut the number of gyms that we were serving from 250 down to 160. I doubled the price of our mentorship. And I started accepting only one in 10 who applied. I do a lot of free calls still because I want every gym to have the best possible opportunity to succeed. If you open a gym, you deserve that, frankly, and it's the least I can do. Half an hour with almost a thousand different gym owners by this point. There have been a few that I didn't like personally, but that doesn't matter. They probably still deserve to be successful. So why do we only accept one in 10? Because I believe my duty as founder of Two Brain Business, lead mentor there, is to protect and enhance the experience of the clients who are already part of the Two Brain family. If you're listening to this podcast, you might be one of those already, or you might be considering it already. My job is not to sell more people mentoring. It's not to recruit. It's not to market. My job is to help first. And the first people that I need to help are the current clients, the people who are part of the Two Brain family already. I cannot enhance their experience by adding someone who is going to cause distress, strife, stress. I can't afford at this point to add anyone who is going to make the experience less than awesome. And so, one in ten. What are my criteria these days? If I laugh with you in that consultation, it's a pretty good bet you're in. If we go over the 30-minute allotment and I don't even notice... 
That's a great indication that you can be part of an excellent conversation. And that's what I love. You're interesting. At my gym, we don't want everyone. We realize that the service that we're offering might not be affordable to everyone in the market. And that's okay because everybody can find some service, just maybe not our service. I don't want people who are going to ask me for discounts anymore because I know that causes me stress. I want to offer them discounts. I do, but I can't. And so I don't. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want them to ask me that question. I don't want people in my gym who are going to argue about open gym time. I don't want to attract people who are going to question the decisions that we make about our coaching staff. I don't want to have to overcome objections in my sales process. I want to avoid objections. And so, one in ten. Mostly, these people filter themselves out. They see the price of CrossFit on my website and they say, that's not for me. I'm going to go down to Fit for Less and I'm going to pay $20 a month and uh, you know, I'm just going to kid myself about my fitness. Whatever. That's fine. They can do that. But if they see the price on my website and that's not a filter or it makes them curious about what is the difference between somebody charging $150 to $200 and somebody charging $20, there's got to be something, I want to talk to them. My next filter is going to be personality. Are they happy when they come through the door? I think if you interviewed people in my town, you would find people who would say, Chris didn't even try to sign me up. He let me talk and then I left and that was it. And they're not going to feel too happy about that. They might not even feel accepted or warmly invited. And that's because I didn't invite them to participate. They weren't one in ten. Not every micro gym owner is going to be successful. Not every micro gym is going to survive. How many will? I think about one in ten. That doesn't mean you need to be a two-brain mentoring client to be successful. Because some people want paint-by-numbers strategies, follow these steps, do exactly as we say, have a great life. Some people want that. Some people will benefit more from that than what we do. But one in ten will not. One in ten will want to know why. They'll want to laugh. They'll want to be able to turn to other people in support when they need it. They'll want to be able to make the hard decisions because they know that something better is coming. They will want to believe in the evolution of knowledge that some things that were right in 2009 are not right anymore and that some things that will be right someday are not correct right now. They want to believe in questioning authority, man. They don't want to take what I tell them verbatim for granted. But they also don't argue for its own sake because they believe in the pursuit of happiness and service above all else. Those are the people who fit in my one in 10. Who fits in yours? Have a great weekend.